Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. Tonight we're going to talk about the marriage trap, or even, you could actually say, a long-term relationship trap, since many times, in some countries I should say, you can actually be um, classified as cohabitating over two years and be responsible for some of her finances. But when we talk about marriage, you know, back in the day it used to be that a single guy didn't have access to, um, let's just say, fun, right? <laughs> Bedroom fun. And so to to get involved in that, he would find a girl and he would get married and he would have kids. And the women's, the women's benefit to that was when it was time to move out of her household, she wanted to find the best opportunity available for her to live a good, comfortable, and easy life with a good guy. So she would try to find a, a man that would meet her needs and would be able to provide her and the, the future kids that life. Well, today, women have just as much ability other than, you know, top-end athletes and such. Women can make as much money, if not more, than men can. As a matter of fact, we've talked about statistics about women graduating college at a 60% to men's 40% ratios. So women are definitely ahead in the college game. Now that doesn't necessarily mean though that they're ahead in the money game as most of the time um, men tend to uh, make more money and even if they're not working a college job they can still potentially out earn women and that's where the wage gap comes in that we talk about so often is that men will take longer shifts, more dangerous jobs, they'll take weekend, they'll take night shifts, things that women won't. And again, it's not to say that all women, but a good majority of them or a good portion of them won't. Because of that, that's where you get about that 20% wage gap. So what I find interesting today is that when you really start boiling it, it down, there is no benefit to a man being married anymore. The one thing that he wanted, which was the easy access to enjoyable times with women, he's able to have. He doesn't have to just settle for one. He can have his choice of many. And he doesn't have to get into the court systems and get tangled up in all of that. He also doesn't need to give away his freedom. Now, on the women's side, you could say, well, it's actually better for her to not have a family anymore either, or to even be married, I should say. Why? Her earning potential is as good as men now. So she can go out and she can have her career and do quite well. When she does eventually decide it's time to have kids, what she can simply do is find a partner and have them. And she doesn't have to necessarily say this ahead of time, but we know it due to the 85% child support cases are paid for by men or women win child custody 85% of the time for more than 50% of custody. So let me say that again. 85% of the time, women win custody 50% or more of the time. So that almost always equals child support for men. And then there's, of course, big daddy government. And of course, that's really replaced the men's or the women's need to find a guy to finance marriage. So, so when we talk about, you know, women initiating divorce 60% of the time, the first marriage divorce rate is 50%, second is 60, and third is 70% or higher. Well, we can see that the, the, the odds are stacked quite heavily against you. But here's some things that I, I think is often overlooked by both people is when you get married, you're now in a legally binding contract that 
Um, even if you were to say, for example, even if you were to say, take the money aside, which we know is it's something you need to worry about, especially if you're a, a good breadwinner. But if you take the money aside of it, what are the benefits that a man traditionally got? Traditionally, he would get a access to having fun, fooling around, regular access. Well, statistically, and I, I think it's in the story that I, I plan to read here in a minute. Statistically, married men have less action than married uh, or than unmarried men do. And I would have to assume it's definitely the same for women, that unmarried women would get a lot more action than the married women would. So in that case, if, if you're looking for casual fun, in many cases, it is better to not be married. Next, when you look at uh, the cohabitation and the uh, splitting, going your own separate ways, again, even if you're wanting to have kids, many of many times, the women actually are the ones that get to keep the kids and you're just ended up writing a check. You know, when I've had my relationships in the past, one thing that I noticed is that even if we both had our, our separate incomes and we the only th- bills that we split were the utilities and say the rent or the house payment on something and everything we split down the line, what I found is even though our salaries were both close, I was still paying for the dates most of the time. Now, occasionally I'd get a meal or something special for a holiday, but most of the time it was still expected for me to pay for the meals. And we know this is true because if, if guys aren't willing to pay for the meals, relationships don't last very long. There are very, very few relationships that are true 50-50. The other thing I noticed is when we'd go to get groceries, a lot of the times I was paying you know, for the grocery. And I said, I think it'd be fair if you pay for this, you know, at least half you're eating, half the food. And she agreed. I said, okay, problem solved. But when I when we went grocery shopping, when it was my turn to pay, I noticed that the cart was always a lot fuller than it was her turn to pay. So after that, I said, you know what? Let's just split every time we go shopping 50-50. Needless to say, the relationship didn't last very long. Now, you could say, well, that was just her. But I'm pretty sure many of you have similar stories where a lot of the financial burdens are still expected to be on the man. The man still needs to play in date nights. The man still needs to surprise her with gifts on Valentine's Day and so on and so forth, right? So the one the one thing that men really took out of a relationship, <clears throat> that's available to all of us all the time. The second one was companionship. But companionship nowadays, if you want companionship, I'm a big advocate of getting a good pet or two. Now, if that's not your, your way, you can also go out and you can simply get a roommate if you have a two-bedroom apartment. When I was living up north, in, uh, it was in Raleigh, North Carolina, when I first moved up there, what I did is I decided to rent a two-bedroom apartment. I could afford it by myself. The rent, I think at the time, was around $1,200, where a single bedroom was around eight or 900 So I rented a place out under my own name, and then I subleased it to a friend of mine. So for 1200 and I charged him $600 rent, half the utilities. He ended up saving money because a single apartment was 800 so it saved him 200 and it saved me 200 in the long run, and I had someone to hang out with. Now at the time, I was, you know, I think, what, late 20s, very early 30s, so our nights were going out and, and hanging out in, in some some fun clubs or bars or pubs or something like that, and we'd end up, you know, hanging out and partying a little bit and we had somebody to play video games with and go shoot pool with and shoot darts with and ride motorcycle with and all my other hobbies. 
So in the end, I was actually, when I think about the best times I've ever had in my life, those were one of it. Now, the other thing is the kids. But again, when we talk about kids, a lot of times children, even if you do have them in a good marriage or relationship, they can be taken away from you at any point. We've heard many times where, again, when things go their separate ways, women win custody the majority of the time. Some of you have left posts on some of my other uh, videos where you've even uh, explained how a woman would go about um, damaging herself, banging herself up a little bit, making a phone call, and all of a sudden you're being accused of something you never did, and she gets 100% custody, and you get 100% big check writing. The other thing is if, if you've kind of gotten into this legal lock with somebody, what happens when they decide to treat you poorly? Now, as a man, this is where it differs than with a woman. If she decides to treat you poorly, what can you do about it? You can either put up with it or you can leave. And again, if you leave, you have the possibility of losing half or more of whatever you two have gotten together. And in many cases, that means the man loses. In some cases, that also means alimony if the guy makes more. In many cases, that means, again, child support. Okay, so if she's just a little rude to you, you say, you know what, I can't afford to walk out on this, which is why I think the statistics show that women initiate it more than men because they have much less to lose. That's why men look for extramarital fun because they, they, they're not getting it at home anymore, but they, can't feel like, they feel like they can't lose because they're going to lose too much if they leave. Then when we look on, on after that, what happens if, for example, the bedroom starts dying out a little bit? What are we told? Well, we're told if you, if you were to say, I'm not getting what I need in the household, I'm not getting the care and the, the love that I need and the attention that I need, so I decided to end it, it almost inevitably begs the question, and everybody always asks this, what did you do wrong? It's always the man's fault. Or, well, you're just selfish and you're, you're not understanding her needs or where she's struggling. You should step up more out of your way to make things work for her. That's not how it works, though, okay? Because when a woman does the same thing and she says, I'm not getting my needs met, well, it's also the guy's fault because he's not, he's not stepping up to meet her needs. So I'm going to read a very short article here to uh, kind of end this up. But all the things that we needed to, get, to be married for are really gone. And the only one I would say that's left is kids. And unfortunately, even with that, there's no guarantee that you're going to not lose them as well. So let's, let's breeze through this article real quick. I think it's a good summary of everything I've talked about here. And this is from uh, a gentleman my John, named John Hawkins. It says, why more men than ever view marriage as a bad deal? Over the last few decades, we've seen a revolutionary change in the way marriage works in America. In your great-grandparents' heyday, relationships were more about raising a family and making a living than love. That doesn't mean there wasn't any love involved. It just means the motivations were often a little more difficult than they are today. A little more different than they are today. Probably still a little more difficult too. Women wanted to get out from under the same roof as their parents and have kids. When a woman found a decent man who treated her well and seemed like he could provide for her and her kids, that was often enough to, of a foundation to build a marriage. After all, the country was much poorer then, so her parents couldn't necessarily support her and she didn't have a lot of job options. A husband was the best financial option most women had back then. Today, most women can take care of themselves, and those who can't have the federal government helping them, so they don't need a man to take care of them financially. 
Combine this with the fact that financial opportunities for uneducated and underskilled men are dramatically reduced from the pre-shipping container, pre-computer age, and marriage has forever changed. The male dock worker can no longer support a family by himself, and even if the wealthier, more educated female executive were to marry him, and she probably wouldn't because he has a less status than she does, their marriage would be far less stable because the financial needs wouldn't hold them together. When when marriage was the strongest, I think, here in the United States, which after the 1950s, that is, once women started working, really the heyday of America and when everything was doing well was when there were a lot of manufacturing jobs in the auto industry, in the steel industry, in many of our industrial industries. Because a, uh, a, a lower educated man could go out, he could work in a steel company and work his way up through the union, same thing uh, in the auto industry, work his way up. And there were guys that I, I know my father has, has friends, because my father's what, 85 he has friends that retired in the 70s and 80s, and they were making very close to six-figure uh, pensions because the pensions were so good from some of these manufacturing jobs. Now, of course, they wouldn't be that good today even if they did still have pensions because pensions are quite rare nowadays. But the point was that men could make a still a very good living just doing blue-collar jobs. Those jobs have gone away, and most of the ones that remain are more on the dangerous side or the ones that are working outdoors. So that's changed. And when a woman, as we've talked about before, when a woman can make as much as a man or more, okay, then she has no desire to date down. So that eliminates many men. And the ones that are above her in status, well, they're fewer and fewer. So it it starts boiling down to, even on a financial basis, marriage is really not an option for many people today. This has a lot to do with why divorce happened much less frequently in the past. Not only was it a little scandalous to get divorced, a woman had a lot more worries about how to pay her bills if she decided to go her own way. That combination of financial need and social stigma held people together. Consider that the 1967 crude divorce rate was 8.7 times as large as that for 1867, and it becomes obvious that marriage was a much more certain bet for previous generations of Americans. It's kind of a weird stat to kind of pull out comparing it to something from 1867. But the the point is that, um, and, and I, again, I can't say this is a bad thing. Women wanted their independence. When women wanted to not have to be financially bound to a person because what if that was a bad guy? What if he wasn't very caring or very loving and he turned out not to be a very good father? Women had very few options for going their own way. So I think in many cases, it's good to say, that things have changed where women can have their independence and their stability and walk away from a situation that's not good for them. However, unfortunately, it's become so good that there is really very little, not even a need, but very little desire to stick around anymore. As a, as a woman, if you can say, you know, I can get a good job that'll pay me the same as a guy. Yes, I may have to pay $800 in child support, but what he pays in, in child custody will pay that or more. So really, child care becomes a neutral. I can work and that money is just mine. On top of that, being single and under a certain income rate, you can get subsidies from the government. All of a sudden, now she has her freedom. She has her ability to do whatever she wants. She doesn't have to worry about cooking a meal or providing for a guy or 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 having to worry about a, a him at all. She can just do whatever she pleases with her child, raise the child as she deems 
necessary and as she wants and there's there's no other input so really it's it's really the best world for women so in that case i can see why they'd they'd be very happy to have the ability of marriage to go away as well so again it sounds like again marriage is a better deal for almost both people to stay away from it and just everyone stay single which is why i think we're seeing though the the marriage rates go down as well as the divorce rates come down slightly in correlation to the fewer marriages but at the end of the day is it better for everyone to not be married <clears throat> as the the need for financial security has fallen away love has become the primary motivator of people who want to marry the problem with that is that love can be one fickle bee for most people that hot passionate love driven by hormones that makes you crazy for someone else typically doesn't last forever additionally as people say familiarity breeds contempt when a woman is on year three of being with the same person she just picked his uh, stained undies off the floor again and what she thought was cute and a little uh, what, what she thought were cute little idiosyncrasies early on have started to get on her nerves love has turned out to be a much less efficient cement than financial necessity that very important that's very important because almost 70 percent of the time the women is the one who files for divorce guys we can say the same thing on our end right now now they use an example here that that a woman may fall out of love but the same thing may happen to a guy what happens if she decides i'm going to take it easy you know i used to go to the gym i used to watch my weight but now i'm going to gain 30 to 50 pounds or more right we may not find her as attractive you certainly uh, i mean how how uh, socially stigmatized would it be to say oh, i left my wife because i didn't find her attractive anymore because she gained weight that wouldn't fly very well and certainly the court wouldn't find that as a reasonable um a reasonable excuse for you to file that way same thing when it's well she never cooked and i'm tired of being the cook i'd like her to be able to cook or i'm tired of spending all my money eating out all the time I forget the statistics on this, but I think it was like 10 or 15% of millennials can cook. I mean, I'm, I'm a brilliant, I consider myself a brilliant cook. My mother gave me a recipe box with probably a hundred of my favorite recipes that she used to cook. I mean, everything, everything in the world. Now, do I cook them? Yes, I do. And I actually have many recipes that I've looked up on my own. In every relationship I've been in the last 20 years, I'm the one cooking because I really like good food. I've put on probably too much weight because of it. But I've, I haven't found anybody, really, that, that can even come close to me in cooking. And that's not to say that women can't. It's just not important to them anymore. As many people walk, work long hours and, and have busy schedules, and you're only cooking for one, it's almost as convenient and close to the same price, if not a little bit more expensive, to just grab dinner on the way home. Given that we have a justice system that rewards women and punishes men at every opportunity during and after divorce, it's no surprise that women are more likely to be the ones ending marriage. Courts heavily side with women over men when it comes to custody of the children. Chances are if you're a man in a battle for custody, you're going to lose and then you're going to be forced to pay through the nose for the privilege of not getting to spend as much time with your kids as you like. Speaking of which, financially, the courts still act as if we're in the 30s. Certainly, there could be a situation where a significant alimony payment would be the only fair solution, but that should be a fair, fairly rare occurrence in this day and age. Now, there are some cases where women uh, that out-earn the men have actually had to pay alimony to the guys, but that is very, very few. One, two, 
out of 100 cases. The majority of the time, the men are the ones paying it. Same thing with the support, with the child support. Why? Because women do not marry down. Women always prefer a man that makes more, that is more educated, and has higher social status than she does. It's just how the statistics roll. Imagine a secretary who makes $30,000 a year who marries a CEO making $10 million a year. Five years later, they get divorced. How much does she deserve? Most women would say half, at least half, of what he made while they were there together. The honest answer is that a lot of men would give you... The honest answer a lot of men would give you would be nothing. You know how much she contributed to the man's success in his career? Nothing of significance. How much is she worth in the working world after the marriage? About the same as she was before. Plus, she's had the advantage of having her much richer husband buy her things for years that she'll take with her. Do you know what Do you know what he should owe her in that situation after five years of marriage that didn't work out in the end? Nothing, just like she owes him. Yet and still, in many states, the husband would be expected to keep her... Uh, keep her living in the style to which she has become accustomed. This is exactly the reason why any man who already has his money is crazy if he doesn't insist on a prenuptial contract before a wedding. Is that romantic? No, but neither is giving a woman who hates your guts half your money. Does it imply you're not 100% sure the marriage would last? Yes, it does, but in a world where divorce is so common, no one can really be sure a marriage will last anymore. You can claim otherwise if you like, but you're just whistling past the graveyard. I've known women who divorced a husband because he lost his job and had trouble finding another one because she wanted to relive her party years at 35 years old with two kids because she decided her husband wasn't manly enough. It goes on and on and on. What I'm telling you is that there are no guarantees and your sweet, reasonable honey who loves you to death may decide she wants out of the marriage and turn into a monster when she has a lawyer whispering in her ear during the divorce. And guess what? Usually the guy never sees it coming. Even with a prenuptial agreement, that does protect you from many things. However, it does not protect, protect, protect you from alimony in some states, and it does not protect you from child support in others. I can't tell you how many basketball stars. You know, if you were to look at the, at the cost of raising a child, I want to say it's like 260, or excuse me, 275,000 or 300,000, depending on the state that you live in, from a child from zero to uh, 18. And, and then you add in college on top of that. So if, if it was just really about the child, then it would say, okay, we need to break this down to where the man pays some portion of that child support until the child gets to 18. However, when many of our basketball players, football players, some of these superstars that make very big bucks ends up having a kid, there are some cases where the child support is based on his income, which in, in and I, do, I don't have any of these in front of me, you can, you can search the web for them, but I know I've read in some cases is 18,000, 25,000 a month, a month for child support. Okay, there's no reason that a child needs a quarter of a million dollars per year to be raised. And this is not where the woman has been married to the guy and is used to this, uh, well, I'm accustomed to this, so I need to keep, no, it's just a flat cut of his money, and the more he makes, the more they get, so he becomes a meal ticket. That is not fair. That is just using a man. 
Now, it's as much of the man's fault for getting caught up in this and not being smart about it, but uh, to make a mistake like that and to cost you literally millions of dollars is not fair. So this can lead to a situation where you're paying for the lifestyle of a woman who doesn't want to be with you anymore and is using your kids as a weapon against you while you struggle financially. I know more than one man who has been in this situation. Almost every man does these days. Some people would tell you that's just the price of marriage. Hey, if she's not worth that, then don't get married. But how often does the opposite situation happen? How often is a woman stuck paying the bills for her ex-husband while he has the kids after he decided he just wasn't in love anymore? I've never heard of a situation like that, although I'm sure it's probably happened. This is enormous risk that marriage entails for men, but generally not for women. You can't underestimate the impact of having reliable female uh, uh, BC birth control and women pursuing their careers. Between college and many women trying to climb the career ladder, marriages are occurring later than ever. And they've got some statistics here on that. I won't dive into that. So as, as, as I read down through further, that's just about the, the brunt of it. But what's the important takeaway here? The important takeaway is for a man, it used to be access to fooling around with a woman, one single woman that was your wife, and children, and a stable household. And your income would provide for everybody, and the children would have a mother at home. And that was the way things rolled. Now, with men being able to have access to fooling around outside of a marriage, with, and, and with multiple partners instead of just one, and women having the same benefit, and then when it's time for kids, the person that really loses out on a family is the man. Women can still have families if they want, and they get support from not only their good-paying jobs, but from the government and from child support. Guys get very, very little help, and in many cases, they lose the right to their children or to see them as often, but they still have to write large checks. So what's the benefit in marriage for men? Really nothing anymore. There's there's really no reason to to get married anymore. It, it gives you no benefit. What is the benefit for women anymore? There really isn't one. There really isn't one. Unfortunately, the, 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 the person that, that, or the people that lose out of this the most are children, are the kids. Because statistically, it is shown that the best and most stable household for kids is a two-parent household. The, the best statistics, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to state anything is bad or better, or I'm just stating statistics. Statistically, having a male and a female in the household is still the best. That's just the way it is statistically. After that, then they have it split up where a two-parent household is still preferable to a one-parent household. Then it's arguable. They're both about as bad, which is a mother with a step or a boyfriend, a step a husband, stepfather, whatever, living in the home, or a single mother. Both of those are the worst by far. So, you know, it's going to be one of those cases where now having kids just does not benefit a man in many cases. And, and as much as that, I hate to say that, it's really difficult, especially in the westernized culture countries. Are there other places that you might have more success? Yes, there are, are other countries. There are other cultures where you have statistically a better chance of making a marriage and having children work. However, that still is very not good odds. You know, if somebody told you, we're going to play the lottery, okay, and you're going to draw a ticket, and there's a 6 out of 10 chance that you lose 
and you have to pay, I don't know, a quarter of a million dollars between the ages of zero and 18 for a kid. But if you win, you get to hang out with the children and be a father to them and so on and so forth. Those are really, really bad odds. So when it boils down to it and we kind of, you know, I'm one of those people that kind of complains where society's going. It's just a product of the times and marriage is dead. And I don't think in the current modern world that it's really ever going to be a good deal for anybody. Guys, if you'd like to support my work, links are below. Thank you for those of you that have. And the best way you can support my work is to like, comment, and share as uh, and get this video out to more people. And if you haven't subscribed, still please, please do so. There's still about 65% of you who are not subscribers. And if you do subscribe, hit that little bell notification and you get to hear all my awesome content. And, uh, you know, go back and look at a couple of older videos. I've got uh, a few months worth out that have some interesting topics as well. Guys, I will leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I am Joker. And remember, the wise warrior avoids the battle. Thank you.